Yo junkies, welcome back to another Sales Funnel Junkie podcast with your host Shannon. And you know, I know that you heard that age is just a number. And that's right, because this young cat grew his agency to a six-figure business at age 16. So I want to give you guys his insight, uh, how he grew his agency and what his plans are like. Because the type of clients that he's having right now at his age is unbelievable. And the reason I brought this on this podcast is to give you guys a perspective that if he can do it, you can do it too. But before we dive into that interview, let's hit that intro. Yo, this is Sales Fun and Junkie Podcast and I'm your host, Shannon. Have you always been on the edge to start your online business or are you stuck on scaling to the next level? You're not alone. About a year ago, I quit my 9 to 5 in pursuit of building my million dollar business. But the problem was I had zero experience in sales marketing or business so the real question is how would i build my business from scratch without vc funding or debt this podcast will give you the answers come along my journey as i learn apply and share all online marketing secrets to grow my business using today's best sales funnels boom what's up junkies welcome back to another episode of the sales funnel junkie podcast and today maybe you know maybe don't know but he goes as the Teenage sales king, six figure by 16. He writes copy for two Comma Club Award winners. The man himself, the young, hungry teenage entrepreneur, Josh Kevin. What's up, my man? Dude, that's an awesome intro. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, excited to get this going, and I'm excited to be your first guest of the decade, like you said. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to hold that, dude. That's, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, awesome, man. That's, that's amazing. So we spoke prior to this uh, thing going live. Um, so the, basically, this this idea of this podcast is just tell people your story. What we're going to dive into yeah. today is getting let people know who you are, what where you came from, like a backstory, and then we can yeah. things from there. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of my whole entrepreneurial journey, I started pretty young compared to most people. Uh, and I'm happy I did. I'm happy that I got sucked into this uh, awful world of entrepreneurship and dealing with hard stuff and solving problems. Uh, and I started at just 14 years old. I'm now 17 uh, as we're recording this, but I started at 14 years old. And the way I got started was I thought I was going to make million, millions of dollars selling cheap Chinese products, drop shipping, right? I feel like that's how a lot of us started. I was one of those kids that fell into the trap of like the drop shipping stuff. Uh, and that, that's what I thought I'd do. But of course I soon found out that's not how it'd work. And that's not who I was and who I wanted to be as a business owner. Uh, and as a person, I was more front end. I wanted to be in front of things. I wanted to build a team, uh, and create that kind of thing. So that's one of the main things. Oh, my camera kind of glitched out here. Okay. Uh, but that, that's kind of, that's kind of what I wanted to do in terms of my business and what I wanted to build was build a team. That's what I wanted. So, uh, I, you know, I would work on that. I totally dropped drop shipping and that's when I came across social media marketing. So I was like, Oh, let's, let's try social media marketing. So, you know, I got into social media marketing and that I definitely liked more. And that's what really took my business to the next level. That's when I took my income to six figures at 16 years old, working with like party rental businesses, you know, real estate companies, e-commerce brands, um, and all of that. And just more recently, my, my uh, business and agency has changed again. And now I realize that what I'm passionate about is not doing like paid traffic, 
but more so writing copy uh, and writing copy for two comic club members. And that's what we're doing. Uh, so that's what I'm doing now. Some agencies doing now, of course, along the way, I've done some consulting and created some programs and whatnot, but in the whole, that's kind of like quick, you know, what I did in the different services I sold to get to where I am today at 17. Oh man, that that's awesome. Like just uh, knowing that you're not even like at a like legal drinking age or driving age, whatever. Um, did you, <laughs> did you, did you pass a driving license? Yeah. Or, I finally got it. Finally okay, got it just cool. a couple months ago. I know, so right? It's awesome. It's but let's take let's take people back because my audience, I think, is around my age, around 25 or like at least they're yeah. at for the first business. But you're pretty young, right? We have like eight, seven years <laughs> apart, right? But how, yeah. what, what was your mindset before you started and why did you start yeah. uh, into like entrepreneurship and start selling things online? Yeah. So the main thing is I did not like school. Uh, I was bad at school. I feel like that was for a lot of entrepreneurs. You hear like, Oh, I hated school. I was bad at it. But like for me, I would, I just knew it wasn't something I was going to do. I knew I could be good at it if I wanted to be, I just didn't want to be. So that's why I decided to, you know, not do it. I wanted to figure a way out of it. I thought I would do music. I was big in music. I was like, Hey, I'm a musician and then like if I do go to college I'll do music but then I had to get realistic I'm like okay that's probably not gonna work fast yeah. if it does and I mean I wasn't that good at music either and so I just had to find a way to avoid doing something I didn't enjoy plus I always wanted to travel I live in a big family that you know don't have a lot of money and so I didn't get to travel you can't really travel with a big family especially yeah. when we don't have money and so I remember I'd always like be super sad when I see my friends go on break, I go on spring break and travel around and I just be sitting at home doing nothing. And so, uh, that's one of the big things I was like, Hey, I want to, you know, be able to travel, have that freedom. I feel like it's always freedom, you know, money equals freedom. Uh, and then also just not have to take the ACT and go to college because screw that. So that was one of the biggest thing motivators, uh, okay. that really made me start it. And, and let's dive more into that because I know like as your audience is like very, um, diverse you have like young people following you you have uh, yeah older people follow you but what's the main thing seeing that you're you're, you're like you're kind of young and eat, like yeah dealing with this high like seven figure businesses um that approach yeah seriously how did you go about that in terms of approaching them or like kind of with my age like how i held being younger not just like See yourself as cool. I'm I'm 14, yeah. I'm 16, and how can yep. I approach a business owner that's probably yeah more, more like more decade, like more time in business? How did you yeah. in front of them to either um look at like professional or, or being taken serious? Because I think like, yeah yeah so talk on that as well. yeah so with yeah with that it came with uh. A lot of just like telling myself, all right, you're going to have to like act mature, seem mature. Uh, and luckily I was, hang, you know, as a kid, I'd been around mature people and had been, luckily enough, been with a good group where people were a lot more mature. So I had a little bit of that. But then, you know, coming in, I just had to come in with a lot of like uh, confidence that was just like created by me. Like that wasn't because I'd done something good in the past because I hadn't yet. It's not like I could have been like, Hey, I got these testimonials. Right. And yeah. so I had to like, 
uh, shape this confidence out of, you know, just the pure passion and drive of wanting to achieve something so yeah. that it was there. So like it went from just like creating and mustering up this confidence because now when I go in with all this confidence, even though it may just be like fake confidence, it's like confidence, but it's not because of anything else. It's just like, I've got this confidence. It showed and it showed to these people I was talking to, they can hear my voice and like my whatever, everything else I was doing. And so that really helped me work with these people that are, you know, much bigger than me uh, and much older than me, just because I came in, uh, I was like, you know, I have to make this work. And so I have to come in with some sort of confidence. And if you come with confidence, people are going to trust you and they're going to want to work with you because people love confident people. Exactly. And very, um, also to add to that, um, certainty. Yeah. If you, come, if, if you present with confident, like the other party, like the prospect, the lead, whatever you want to call yep. it, does like if you come up with confidence and certainty, the chances are much higher to get either higher or like mm -hmm. at that meeting, right? So, yeah. so totally. I, I, yeah, awesome, man. Um, and let's dive more into because this show is all about sales marketing, sales funnel. Yeah. Um, so let's dive good. more into that as well. So. You started your, your um, agency, right? That's where yep. some money started flowing in. Um, exactly. I know that your approach was slightly different than most of these gurus tell people to go about. So how did yep. you start? Um, tell us about that approach because I want you to tell it and then we can yeah. go more deep into that. Yeah, so my big thing and what a lot of people know me as and my how I branded myself early on was the cold messaging king and I was that was cold messaging I used cold messaging on LinkedIn Facebook Instagram and email that would be cold emailing but basically the same thing and that was my thing and that's something that I really talked about and main reason I did this and why I was different from so many gurus is because I was just a 14 year old kid like I did not want these business owners to know how old I was I was scared to get on the phone I almost did it because I wanted to lie and not tell them that I was some little kid and I wanted to create this facade that I was older and some business person, right? Yeah. And so I used cold messaging and a lot of people, you know, didn't use it back then. And I'm saying back then I sound so much older, but of course now you hear a lot more about it. The gurus are, gurus are starting to talk about it a little more uh, and whatnot, but that's the main thing that I used. And that, like, I literally remember back when I talked about it, people look at me like I was crazy. Like what you're cold messaging? Like, Oh, gross. Like what, are, why are you cold messaging? And I'm like, what? Like I was so confused, but now I feel like it's something that's very well known. So I think that's kind of interesting. Awesome, man. And that, that's, that's 100% true because just to give you guys a, uh, like a context in all of this, me and uh, Joss have been like in the same program in social media yeah. marketing program from Iman. And one of the yep. pieces is like kind of um, cold calling or a fake audit strategy and, and emails. <laughs> but I know that yeah. uh, you're, I know that you kind of don't agree with the email template that is he, uh, he provided. So tell me like, what are the mistakes that you've seen um, like three years, years this already yeah. with um, sending cold messages to prospects? Yeah. So first off, when people always like come up to me or come to me and they're like send me their screenshots, like, Hey, can you check my screenshots? What am I doing wrong? And like, I don't even need to like read the screenshots all the way or click into it. The first thing I always see 
is they're too long. The messages are always too darn long. They're these huge paragraphs. And I don't want to even read them. Like, just to review them, I don't even want to read them. So why the heck would a business owner want to read them? And so the first thing I always see wrong, and, like, I won't even go on to critique the rest of the messages if it's already that long because I know it's the rest is just bad. I can tell why it's that long. And that kind of falls into the second thing is the reason why it's too long is usually because people are selling too much in the messages rather than getting people curious. And so then people like agencies start talking about themselves and how they can help them and how, what they do and their, their results. And like, yeah, it's great. You're gonna have to do that at some point. But when you're messaging, you're not supposed to be talking about you and what you can do and all that. Uh, you're more so to get them curious and on the phone and sell that meeting and give them a reason to get on the phone with you. And there's many ways to go about doing that. But I just see people sending too long in messages and they're not getting people curious and they're selling the service rather than the meeting. And it just, that's where I really see people slip up in terms of cold messaging. Cool, man. That's, that's, I've been, I've been a victim for that. And do like I've been sending. <laughs> hey, I was too when I first started too. Yeah, like, Same thing of emails, like from <laughs> the entire Bible, sending them. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, um, they replied back to me with yes, let's get on a call. Yeah. But so 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 I totally understand that. And now that I'm more kind of aware and kind of mature in the game, however, that yep. it makes yep. sense, right? Because you won't. Um, to give this audience, like my audience, more context, you won't go to a bar yeah. like any party and start selling yourself or start like blah, 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 without yeah. even getting the other person to be interested in what you have to say or you like, you know? Yeah, exactly. So um, about that's, that's more about the code messages and this podcast and what, what I'm going about and what I'm going for is also more into the info product space. And I know that you yeah. have um, turned this whole code message, um, what, what, what you did for, your, for, for yourself and yeah, yeah. clients, turned that into your program. So how did you go about that? And, and mm-hmm. how did you start selling it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's, with my whole cold messaging stuff, uh, I was just like skeptical about becoming one of those gurus and being seen as one. And I've been doing a good job as not being seen as one for a while. I've tried to keep my brand of not to guru level status and trying to be like, and I think that's bad. Like I don't want to be seen as that. But of course I want to impact the world and give them my strategies and stuff. So I was like, it was debating, should I do this or not? Should I have an info product? So the way I decided to stand out when I first started selling my stuff, um, was getting on the phone with people. So I'd like consulting calls. And so I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna start doing. And I just started doing consulting calls. And I remember I was starting at like $50 for an hour of my time. I was like, Hey, just 50 bucks. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. I'm getting 50 bucks for an hour to get on the phone with somebody. Like, yeah. yo, I'm making bank. And so I was excited about that. I do like an hour long call. And then I give these people like a PDF or something. Right. Yeah. And then as I people start getting results. I started collecting testimonials from these people and like my stuff was working. I'm like, dude, every time I get on the phone with somebody, they go out and use this and I, it works. I'm like, okay, this obviously is like good stuff. I'm going to raise my price. And so I started raising my price and doing these calls. And before I had stopped doing calls, it was at about $500 for one hour of my time and just some PDF, which now I'm like, I wish I would have given those people more 
they were happy. Like they were fine. They were happy for the hour, but I still can't believe that just an hour on the phone, these people and a PDF and they were happy, no disputes, no refunds, nothing. And they got results, which is of course the most important thing, but that's how I started selling it. And then it switched into an online program. I finally was like, all right, let's make a course. And that has been, you know, getting refined, changed. I've been updating my course and we can get into all that stuff too, but that's kind of the evolution of it all. Yeah. And it's funny because like you hear these people talking about how to build an info product. You're right. You start with the beta or people are saying, how do you get your testimonials? And I kind of did everything they teach now by accident, just by, you know, building my way up, building my worth up as I went along. Uh, I probably did a little too slow, but that's kind of how I did it. And now I started creating info products. Awesome, man. And um, let's, because I know like, just for, for context and everything, like today as well, I was listening to one, maybe I will just drop the name, one of the big two comic club award winner. Maybe you know him. I know you know him. Um, Dan Henry, uh, the, the guy. Yes, of, sir. I know, I know you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy of all courses and something that you said and something that he said on today's um, interview with Steve as well that resonated with me as, as well is like, When he was starting out, he went into like the agency, then he like went bankrupt, yeah. selling courses and all that good stuff. But the thing yeah. that he was most concerned about is keep um, bringing results to his clients, like to his students, right? Yeah. So they got, yeah. I believe like seven people in the first, then he was tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. After he tweaked with the seven yeah. people, they got results. He went back to the marketplace. And I think he, he like he sold like 15 spots. Then he tweaked it again, yeah. and then um, he kind of reframed and tweaked his whole program and courses, and now he's like a two-comma club award winner. But the yeah, point I'm trying to make is like most people today chose like this. They, they hear gurus say like webinars, do 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 the webinar, do do like info product stuff, yeah. and they just kind of either bullshitting their way into the the industry. Or like get, you know, like sell like yes, yeah. five five bucks profit and start selling courses on how to become yeah 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 yes. I've you know, so many people have done that exactly. And and other thing that I've noticed as well is that most um, people are too much hung up in in the money cycle because like let's be mm -hmm. honest, info product has like I think believe one of the highest margin. Um, in in like yeah. the economy, right? Yeah, scalability and margins. Exactly. So I believe like most people think, yo, those margins are so great. Let me just fake it, make something up, <laughs> and market the best out of it, and start making money. But then, which is good, like you became a top marketer. But that's I believe for the short term, right? Because if you don't get anybody results or you don't really value what you put out and just focus on the money, then yeah, everybody has their own thing. But I believe that's without integrity and honesty because you already know that you um, either selling yeah. to people or selling ice, ice yep. you know? Yeah, so, that's so true. so true. Yeah. So now tell me, I, I like this, man. Uh, so um, the thing that I was, I was curious about With, with you and your whole program is you sell the the, the, the program, the cold message uh, program, right? That's yeah. Yep. Do you have like, how did you, 
the first question, do you have like other products that you sell or like, yes or no? That's my first question. Do I have all the, what do you mean by, what do you mean? Do I have all the products? Sorry, like, I don't. Like, do you have like, did you create more? Because I'll, I only oh. know now for cold masses, but did you yeah. create other, other products as well? Yeah. Yeah. So the cold messaging Kings has now been rebranded and named uh, the sales Kings. And so basically all we've done is people are like, okay, I'm booking meetings. Now, how do I close them? Yeah. So I took a year to really feel like I had mastered sales at myself and had created my own way rather than just copying somebody else. And yeah. then I added sales training and sales meeting training. So it's called the sales Kings now. And we just basically uh, I'm thinking more long-term, right? I was like, okay, yeah. cold messaging Kings, how long is that going to last? I need to have something long-term. So the sales Kings is our whole brand. That's like our big bubble, right? That's like the Vayner media of Gary V, yeah. you know, <clears throat> for example. Uh, so yeah, that's where all our products will be under is under the sales Kings eventually. Uh, and we'll have more products. I don't want to like confuse people with all my products. That's why I only want to have like one or two. I'm thinking yeah. like long-term, I don't want it to be like Ty Lopez throwing out a new product every day. I want yeah. to be an expert, not a generalist. No offense to Ty Lopez. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. kind of what we're doing right now. So, yeah, we got one main product out right now. And then we can put stuff under that bubble because sales is general to anything else. And so as I master things that are uh, related to sales, yeah, I can then teach it and help yeah. other people. So, yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> um, I love that, man. Especially when you're just being true to yourself and not going with the hype of keep selling other products that you don't stand um, behind. Just staying true to yourself and in yourself. Um, but the, now it's getting more interesting to me, you know, because yeah. from selling um, social, like from drop shipping to social media marketing, to selling ads, to selling um, how to land meetings, to selling how to close yeah. meetings, right? But now, you dive into the copywriting. Like, how did you yeah. find that? Like, where did that passion come from? Yeah. Even though it's like, yeah, so. Because you always only wrote, um, wrote like the message and, and your approach. But how did you find your passion for copywriting, especially for Two Comic Club? Yeah. So, with that, I feel like, look, I'll talk about how I got into copywriting, but in terms of passion, I think I found it because. I was posting about two to three times a day on Facebook for about two years. I was very consistent. Of course, I missed a couple days, but I was building my brand there and I was writing. I was always writing and creating copy that was either getting value or selling my products. Like from Facebook organically, yeah. last year we did about $150,000 in revenue through consulting and courses and whatnot. Awesome. And that was organic. And that was just because posting every day, giving people value, we built our Facebook group to 3000. So like, I was just like posting, posting, you know, we were just writing, I was writing every day and I was just writing. Like I didn't, I've yet to finish and read a copywriting book. I've yet to watch a course on it. I, yeah. Yeah, I know I need to, if I want to grow, and I definitely am going to, like, I know you guys don't, don't copy me. You should uh, yeah. read your books and all that. Uh, but I just start, it's just through experience. And so that's when I was like, oh, I kind of like this. And the first copywriting opportunity I got, I don't know if I, if you know this, I might've told you, um, or you saw me post about it, but it was actually writing for Dan Henry. Funny that you mentioned him before. Yeah. So he was, he was my first client for a copywriting agency and it came about because he was talking about needing a copywriter 
Uh, and he was just like, somebody like send me a cold message or a message or whatever. Uh, and like, you know, I'll see who gets my attention, who can do the best. I'm like, all right, I got this. You know, I'm the cold messaging king. Why not? Like, I don't know how to write copy, but I'm sure I can just learn. So, you know, being the cold messaging king, I just, you know, show up. I got to reuse my skills I've been teaching all this time, right? Yeah. So go out, reach out to him. Uh, and I was able to get his attention. He loved the message I sent. Uh, until this day, I now write copy for all his emails and all the emails that you've ever received from him. Those are me uh, and his blog, copy, all that stuff. That's now me. And so that's how I got my first opportunity with two comic club writers or yeah. two comic club people. And then once you get one, you can then go to anyone else and say, hey, uh, yeah, I write, Dan, I write, write copy for Dan Henry. So, yeah, exactly. you know, it's, it's a huge social proof. Yeah, uh, awesome. So very blessed for that. I yeah, that's how that. I got into it. Awesome. But the thing now, more questions are, are, are popping into my head. Yeah. Because you said you never read any books about uh, copywriting. You never did any course, but you just wrote into like two times a, a day and like on Facebook for two yeah. years. But like, how did you know that what's right? Or like, if, is, was there like a strategy that you apply or use to, to start writing or yeah. feel about that? Yeah. So in terms of like, like how I structured my writing, of course, I was looking at other people on Facebook and how they were writing things uh, and just kind of like looking at ads or like, you know, if I, I was like, of course, being observant of other people and how they were structuring their things. But I realized that, you know, with my writing, the main thing is first, and there's a structure and I can actually go about how I, I teach this to people. And this is how I write all my copy, uh, whether it's email, Facebook posts, ad, Uh, but there's just a couple of benchmarks I try to hit. And the first one is getting people's attention because people are always scrolling through Facebook. It's always some new guru on Facebook trying to post something from your friends list, right? Yeah. You're seeing this whole thing, you know, like it's like, okay, how you have to stand out. It's not as simple anymore. You always have to remember that. So you have to have a good headline. You have to get people's attention. So I always try to get people's attention. I try to call them out, like saying something like, hey, you suck. Or like literally just like offending people yeah. or being like, you know, I got hit by a train, like something crazy is that like, what? Or like this day almost ruined me. Like things like that, like, clickbait and like, like, Oh, that's clickbait. It's like, well, if you, you know, be in my narrative, but I want to get a good headline to get people's attention. Once I have people's attention, I want to give them a narrative. All right. I want to give them a story. I want to tell them a story. I want to lead them down a journey. A process people love stories and so yeah. I tell a story or give a narrative and this narrative is then goes into my uh, big point or my the main reason the, me making a point the value or the call you know what I'm talking about right yeah. and so that's when I say you know this is how this like valuable piece of information relates to my narrative and so it all fits together so you know I get my headline I get their attention I tell a story I make a point my big point you know, where I stand. And then I give a summary either about that big point or about everything I talked about in that post. So usually it could be like bullet points or just going back and being like, so this is why this is all valuable and whatnot. So it's kind of given the why. Yeah. And then at the end, I have a call to action, depending on what that is. Maybe it's just a like to comment or to click a link, whatever that may be. And so that's kind of the structure I always follow. So now when I write emails, when I do all this, I just have that inside of me. I'm like, all right, what's going to get their attention? How is that going to relate to my narrative? How am I going to make my point? And then I'm just going to summarize my big point 
and then I'm going to create a good call to action. Yeah. So that's how I write. That's how I do it now. And I kind of just developed that by accident, but that's literally the same strategy I'm doing for two, two comic club members. So it's working. So if you want to steal that, you literally go do that. Guys, heard you got, you got a freebie today. <laughs> so, so, um, what, since you're writing, you've been writing copies for almost two years, like intentionally yep. or like just doing your own thing now more kind of like yep. on a serious basis. What are the mistakes that you see with other people or like yourself that's want to sell yep. a copy for either ads, sales, uh, letters or, uh, yep. ads? Yeah. So the main thing I see is just people aren't creative enough. Uh, they're getting into it wrong. Um, I see a lot of people that think, all right, oh, copy. Like, oh, Josh just got Dan Henry as a client, right? Copy. You know what? Screw my ad agency. I'm going to do copy. And they're like, hey, how can I start copywriting? I'm just like, oh my, all right, here we go. Like, okay. So the main reason I say they're not creative uh, is they're, they're just coming in thinking it's a technical thing. They're coming in thinking that there's just a copy and paste script and copywriting is not easy. Like you have to be creative before or develop that skill. And what I mean by creative, you have to be able to think by your, for yourself. You have to be able to take stuff and like relate it. And it's like when I first started writing emails to Dan Henry, it was pretty hard. He was just like, here's the video, like create a narrative, create everything. And like, I just had to take from his video and then of course pull from external sources. Like I had to think elsewhere. I, just, I can't just use what's in the video and talk about that. And so people start getting into it, just aren't realizing that they need to be more creative and develop that skill. And maybe it's just not for them. Uh, and so then they get into it all wrong. They start writing bad. And so one thing to fix that though, to become more creative is just to read more creative work, to read stories, read children books. I always tell people to go out and read good children's books, read the Bible, read the stories in the Bible. That really helps my copy. Yeah. Uh, just like, because yeah. I always, I've grown up Christian. I'm still a Christian. I know the Bible, those stories can help so much. Uh, listen to how preachers preach and how they'd lead their message. It's all sales copy, literally. So things like that, um, that helps me creative. Like every day, like I'm thinking, I'm hearing stories. I'll look at my notes. I'll like add stuff like, oh, that's a good story. Yeah. Like literally at church, like I said, yeah. listen to preachers, like listen to how they lead their message, how they started off, because it's just the same as an email, as a sales page or anything else. And so people just aren't being creative enough. They're not realizing it's an art and you have to really pull from external sources. And so that's how I see people coming in, doing bad things, writing bad copy. Awesome, man. Um, now we're kind of like approaching the end of, of this amazing episode. Yeah. I wish I could like proceed and keep picking your brain, but I know you have to. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, you know. So um, if um, let's let's go back to maybe you at 14 years old when you were starting out or like just somebody yep. um, just wanted to start out. What is the best advice you can give them if they want to either become um, get to six figure or like at least start something for yeah. themselves? Yeah. So biggest advice is don't get into something because of the money side of things really get into something long-term because of your passionate side of things. Um, and also long time people are like, okay, well how I'm going to find what I'm passionate about. I'm going to say literally do a bunch of different things. Like when I first started, I tried so many different things. I tried so many different aspects of running an agency, so many different aspects of drop shipping you know, all that consulting, everything. Like I did a bunch of things 
and I was okay with knowing that I was going to fail and probably wouldn't do it long term. And so my advice is you need to go out and just start testing everything, failing at a lot of things and have that expectations that over time you will find out what you enjoy, but your motivator needs to be something more than money. Because I always tell people, if I got into this for the money, I would have quit when I wasn't making any. So you need to find out what that passion is for yourself because that's just, that's what's going to keep you going when things suck. And that's something you struggle with. Even now I've been feeling like, all right, do I really enjoy what I'm doing? You know, is this like, am I laying in bed not doing anything today because I don't enjoy it? And what do I enjoy? And I'm always, you see me now switching to copywriting and all this other stuff. Like I'm constantly switching it up. So that's just my biggest advice that I would give people that are just starting out. Awesome, man. I love that. I love that a lot. And um, to end yeah. the thing, uh, well, where can people find you, my man? Yeah. So my main source right now is definitely Facebook. And so uh, one great way that you guys should check me out is go to the search bar and literally just type in uh, the sales Kings and go to groups and find our Facebook group because that's where you're going to be able to find my other stuff. That's where we have over 3,070 members that are all active talking about sales and entrepreneurship. Uh, and that's how you're going to best see all my content uh, and everything that we've got going over there to keep it simple for you guys. So definitely join the group. You'll get value from it uh, and you'll love to be a part of the community. Awesome, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for dropping so much of value from, yeah, dude. you know. Um, yeah, love the questions too. Love the questions. Thank you, man. Amazing friend. questions. Like, no joke. I've been in a lot of interviews and sometimes it's just like, you can tell people are just like forcing them and whatnot. No offense to anyone else, but your question is very smooth. That's why I want to say it. it was a great interview. So really, really appreciate it. Thank you, man. And guys, yeah. you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Yo, guys. Thank you for listening to another Sales Funnel Junkie podcast. And I know most of you guys are wondering what and how can Sales Funnel help me grow and get my next business to the next level. Well, not long ago, I joined a program that helped me in 30 days understand all the basics that I need to know to get my Sales Funnel uh, knowledge on track and on point. So go to bit.ly forward slash 30 days to prosperity once again bit.ly forward slash 30 days to prosperity to get enrolled into the challenge right now